Greetings, my friends. I'm Brent Adams, and welcome to the Drive Home Breakdown. We are back with you this week after a short time away. I believe the last thing we saw was Suicide Squad. That was just a couple weeks ago, but we're back with an all-new episode for Star Trek Beyond. Now, this is a very unlikely film for us, given the fact that we expressed having zero interest to see Star Trek Beyond after watching the trailers for Star Trek Beyond. But we talked to some friends, we heard from some people whose opinions we value, and they all said, you know what, it's actually pretty good. And some of the concerns that we had with the film, they told us that these would be addressed within the movie Probably to our satisfaction. So we went out on a little bit of a limb and said, you know what, we'll take a chance. We'll assume that these people are right, and we'll go and we'll check out the film, which is what we did. So how did it work out? What did we think? Were our concerns addressed? Was our fear unfounded? Well, you're just going to have to listen to find out. One thing I will say is after seeing Star Trek Into Darkness, we hoped for a feeling that would be similar to an original series episode. And in many ways, Star Trek Beyond does accomplish that. But whether or not it rises above the things that scared us off after watching the trailers, well, I'll shut up so that you can hear myself and my co-host, Mr. Tony Grice, bring you the drive-home breakdown for Star Trek Beyond. Tony Grice. Brent Adams. We... Justin Lin. Justin Lin. One of these names is known to you, and the others are not. One of these is not welcome to this card. No, I don't know. <laughs> One of these names is responsible for a surprisingly good movie. It was pretty good, yeah. I, I have to say that as dumb as the trailers made it look, yeah. it was every bit that dumb, yes. but it was good. It, it was, you know, this is the thing. I will say that to me... This was enjoyable, uh-huh. but it is. I, I kind of will admit there were I, there were quite a few moments that I had to just be like, uh, just just eat the popcorn. Just yeah, just eat the popcorn. Just eat the popcorn. Take a drink and just keep moving. Yeah, you know? like oh, I, I know. I can't remember. There was a couple times like. You know, and, and I know people will be like, well, there are like those happy coincidences in every movie. That, yeah, you know, sure. like, sure. like, oh, this thing flew over there just in time for him to catch it here or whatever. But, but I mean, this was every fucking scene. Yeah. There were these just no chances of this ever happening in a million years except it just happened. You know, yeah. like, but, but they did it with enough just kind of like, you know, it, like, don't, don't, don't think about that. Just yes. keep, keep moving. Um, I mean, ba- basically, they've just taken the lesson of American politics and applied it to filmmaking. <laughs> the lesson of American politics is just don't think about it and keep going. In fairness, so I th- you're right, but I would even add on to that. I think it is American politics. It is do whatever helps you in the immediate moment. Yes. Because people will forget about it the very next second. So right, like, that's right. So you don't really have to like explain things or, or right. having a, a really because or tell the truth. I'll or, be I'll you know. be honest. I, the one thing, the story felt so convol like not maybe not convoluted not even the right word just just so like bouncing around and, and everything and I'm just like I okay I'll just I'll just sit here okay and whatever watch it. whatever and whatever so, okay whatever yeah, yeah bad guys we got to stop okay we get okay it. whatever we get it. whatever um, um, let's talk about I mean let's talk about the thing that basically turned you and I off of seeing <laughs> this film until now the, the dirt bike race the fucking the fucking motorcycle all right I did I did just. And the first time I saw him on screen, I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> "Motorcycle." Um, Here's the thing about it. Okay? Yeah, yeah. I, the motorcycle has no business being in this film whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I imagine 
that what happened is when the executive producers were looking for a new director when they found out that uh, you know that Abrams wasn't going to do it, and I think wasn't briefly like Robert Orkey or somebody going to direct I think, it. I think there was talk of that, but I can't remember the reasoning. I, I, okay. I want to say he pulled out, like. Like, for some reason, he oh, oh yeah, had to sure. or wanted to. Or he was like, oh, I've got to go work on a television show. I don't want to i got to write another book about Star Trek, so right. I can't direct a movie direct about movie. it. So anyway, but the point is, I imagine that here's what the meeting kind of went like. Uh, they bring Justin Lin in to talk about directing the film, you know, a little bit of chit-chat. Everything's going well. And then, uh, and of course, during the course of this, the guy, like, the guy who's behind the desk that's going to make the decision... He's explaining the story about this desk and how this desk that he's got in his office is like really unique, like you know, like a slab of wood that was salvaged from something or other. Really got a lot of personal value to this executive, right? Okay. And he's just explaining on and on and on about you know, like the, you know, his wife found this for him and you know, she gave it to him on the day his daughter was born and blah blah blah. And so they have the meeting and then Justin Lin says, "All right, so there's only one thing. I'm totally down to do this, but." There's got to be a motorcycle chase in the film. And the executive producer, like, his jaw just drops. Like, just disbelief. And he's like, uh, no, no. Well, I mean, of course no. I mean, could never... Be, that guy would explain that. I mean, could never do that. This is Star Trek. Like, stupid. No. <laughs> and Justin Lin pulls his junk out and holds his balls over the desk <laughs> and says, listen to me, you motherfucker. I'm going to get this fucking motorcycle into a Star Trek film or else Whether you I'm going like to dip my not. balls on your desk right now and you'll wipe it down you'll wax it down you'll try to erase it from your memory but every time you come in and sit at this desk you will know <laughs> that I dunked my balls on it and you will never I, be able to enjoy this desk again I, now give me the goddamn motorcycle I feel like I mean like you're making it way com- complicated I think basically it's just the fact that and, and I think this is well known. Yeah. There is a clause in Justin Lin's contract that no matter what he directs, there is a motor vehicle of some kind in it. And they're just like, well, we got what's the what's like the smallest, stupidest thing we can is put there in something here to, with like, two wheels? to fill that need? And yes, motorcycles like, have motorcycles. two wheels. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and this and this uh, and, and this movie is from 160, or this ship is from 160 years in the future from now. So like a a fairly current timeline you know bike yeah it'll make sense okay here's here's (laughs) the one okay so like let's just say it right now having having this motorcycle in the film is the stupidest fucking thing (laughs) that has like any human being has ever has ever perpetrated this is the (laughs) stupidest decision that has ever been made by human beings i mean it's okay okay. but having said that I actually respect them for never even bothering to explain why a fucking motorcycle would be on a Federation starship. Like, a ship that's been sent out to the stars to, like, map galaxies or whatever has a fucking motorcycle. They never even attempt to justify it's, it. It's almost like really... And the, I respect them for that. The bigger story is not like, you know, why You know why are they using a dirt bike as this, you know, thing? It's like, why, so why was, was it even there... Even there in the first place, and you really do have to admit, like I, I will admit, I thought they worked it in fine, like whatever. It was not to the people that said like, oh, I mean, the way they worked it in, it really made sense. No, okay, it does. That is a, that uh, that is no, not true. But, that is not true. But did they make it fit in in a way that didn't just make you want to scream, pull your hair out? Maybe. Like yes. it was not that bad. But uh, man, kind of, kind of odd. 
Kinda is one adjective you can use. I can think of some others. Um, um, I know we do need to get fuel. I'm going to put gas. Literal fuel. I'm literally going to put gas in the car. Plan B. <laughs> their their credit card. Oh, thing is not working. Oh, you're kidding. So, uh, we're going to go find another gas station. Um, all right. The good thing about this is in the future, you won't have... Oh, wait a minute. Unless you have a bike on a Unless starship. Unless you have a motorcycle. Damn it. All right. I which because we you gonna... are going to still need gasoline. Um, but, all right. But, so, but anyway, I will... I will... That and then... It just... That just feels... I, I don't know what else to say about uh, it. It just feels... So stupid and contrived. It, it really, it genuinely felt like, and, and I really, I, I was joking earlier, but I almost do think that there is kind of the same way that, like, you know, we always used to hear the story about, you know, the reason Michael Bay did Transformers because he's like, yeah, I could give a fuck about that. It sounds stupid, but I can have car. I can have a really cool robots. car chase scene. Oh, okay, yeah, look, you know, all right, I'll do it. Fine. Yeah, yeah. And like, I, it's like I almost feel like there's. A, a piece of that, you know, maybe not like, oh, Star Trek, stupid, but I'll do it, you know, like, I think there might be that, a little teeny tiny a bit of that of like, yeah, but, man, you know, one thing I'm really good at is doing like, you know, chase sequences, how could we work something like that in, well, what if we did, you know, yeah. and, and they tried to come up with some way, but I, I just, even then, I don't know, it, it really was odd. It, did, I, it does, it just, it feels as though, like, I don't know, like, he was, it, like, made this bet with himself, like, all my life, I have wanted to, like, see a fucking car chase in Star Trek. And yeah. I finally, like, I yeah. came really close to getting it. I, but, but and here's the thing, though. Or something like that. You know, just, Even uh, if that was it, I don't know that it really did, like, like it. I don't even see how it would have fulfilled that need. Yeah. It wasn't like it was all that cool of a bike chase. I mean, no, really. I mean, like, I mean, I, and I'm not even trying to be, like, nitpicky. They, they I'm do just some saying, okay like, stuff with it. It's like, okay, there's a couple right. of jumps here or there, stuff, but nothing that, you know, makes you think. Really, the crux of the scene is, you know, the fact that he's using that, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that image, that image projector technology that she has, and then the multiple copies, and then the smoke from smoke. her trap that turns into plastic thing, whatever. Yeah. That, uh, but anyway, that crystalline polymer. So, so while we're on the subject but of that's the really st- stupid thing. Yes. Okay. That's the stupidest, but not the only thing. I, I might, I might take issue with that. Okay. So, in in the matter of about five seconds, yeah. they determine how to and put into place the, the the magic bullet to kill all of the other bad guys. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. And and one like at the time, I really thought like I really did in in the five second. You know, I may have missed something in the five seconds. I don't know that I've caught all five of the five seconds. Yeah. But in the five seconds where they are explaining what they're about to do, yeah. I, the impression I really got was the reason they wor- it works so well is because they're all together. And that what we're going to do is disrupt their communication. And, and to my mind, that means so that makes makes them easier to pick off by the by the uh, you know defenses of the the you know the yes, space station right, okay, or something right, like that. Right, right. Not it just makes them blow up. <laughs> Because, and again, it was also like they're broadcasting with radio signals, but yet it, it really looked more like it was like this little bubble around the ship that just as long as they got near them, boom, they they just burst into flames and, and literally burst into flames. Not not like, you know, oh, we're, oh, we're crashing into each other because we can't keep, no, no, just like, just into flames. And 
I'm okay. I actually didn't have a problem, like like the fact that you know they're using the old school music. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, whatever. It's a, it's a callback to the first film. The whole and, and to be honest with you, I was cool with. Um, I was totally cool with Chekhov tapping his foot while yeah, it's going on. Yeah. That was a little neat. But when John Cho is like, yeah, he's like, he like kind of nodding his head, like, yeah, he's like, yeah, from sabotage. Uh, that was maybe just a tiny bit too much. Although the, the the Public Enemy that they played, oh the dude, end, dude, uh, was was actually very was I really did I really enjoyed that, and it did set up the gag later in the in the the movie. But I actually really did kind of have a problem because I mean they they set this up of like how the fuck are they going to take these guys out? Like yeah. like they have no built way. this they have built this thing up to like n- like nothing can take it down kind of yeah. thing, and. And I do love, and again, I do love how, you know, like, yes, you know, it is all about... music. Yeah. Set music, Tony. It's like a Michael Jackson music video. Music has the power. <laughs> Woo! I did, and I did kind of enjoy the classical music gag, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, is yeah. this classical music? I believe so. Yeah, I, I, uh, but... I, that that to me, I, I actually it's, had maybe more right of a problem on. with the than the bike. Like the bike, kind of just didn't didn't bother me as much. So I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. <laughs> that just kind of to me was like, okay, so you just made a you did what? You just, you just put loudspeakers on the outside of the ship that you know drives them to. to Honestly, that would have been better. That would have been better, and like, and then the gag would have been, but there's no oxygen in space to like transmit the sound with. And it's like, it's like, ah, stop thinking about it. Stop thinking and just vote. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. Three dirt bikes for everybody. Everybody, just don't pay attention to what's going on. That's right. Everybody vote. Vote or die. But um, anyway, uh, they have a presidential election here in the U.S. I'm not sure if that's, I'm not sure if that's coming across or not. But um, that that did bother me. Like I actually felt like that was a little because because literally they just they just. They, I mean, like it, it was just like this little tiny bit. You're like, I mean, oh, this buildup. What are we gonna do? God, I don't know how we can put it out. Solved. Music. We can play music and it blows them up magically. Okay, yeah, great. Let's do that. We should. We should have done that a while ago. Why didn't we? Jesus think Christ! Why didn't we try this the last time? Yeah. Um. Here's. Let me speak to that just a second because okay. it did not bother me as much as it bothers you, and I think the reason that it did not bother me is that I assumed. Whether this is valid or not, but my assumption was that by breaking the communication links between the ships, that they were just crashing into each other because they couldn't coordinate their flight anymore. I, that was my assumption. I, I agree that I do. But I do believe that your assumption is what they want you to assume. But I don't think really, they give you enough they information really that. to really like. To but me, that's, that's yeah. But know. that's not the only thing in the film that I was watching. I'm like, they didn't explain that very well. Yeah. Like yeah. the whole gag with like you know Spock and McCoy, they get in the ship and like they eject the guys out into space, but they are like they stay in the ship. Yeah, they stay in the ship and they know exactly. Like the, the one thing I do hate about pretty much every movie ever. And, 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 and well, every science fiction movie of all time yeah. is that somehow having a basic knowledge of of a starship made by you yeah. enables you to use any equipment on another spaceship right. with with maybe just a, a, a you know a one or two second delay, but like. They jump in the ship, and he automatically knows how to like pull it up and look at their communication, and all sorts of. I'm like, you know, I, I feel like that's a like eh. it's, it's it's a thing they do in every fucking sci-fi movie, and it yeah. always I'm like, at least give yourself like a couple of seconds of like, uh, 
uh, looks like this should be here over here. Da, da, da. Okay, uh, I think what it's trying to say, and it's just like you know, all right, you know what they're communicating. That's what they're doing. They're communicating between the ships. Like what? It's what, one of huh? the. It's one of those things. Like if this were an episode of the Star Trek television show, which in a lot of ways it is. Yeah. But if it were. Like they'd spend like like the B subplot of the episode would be trying to figure out how to use the alien technology. How how Jordy or Scotty or whoever it was right. figured out. That'd be uh, like a whole subplot. In yes. the film, they yeah. just gotta go. The other thing I will say is this, okay? The one thing about the the sort of like the magic bullet theory that they developed, the one thing I liked about it is the fact that they made it a collaborative thing. You know? Mm-hmm. It wasn't just, you know, Scotty or Chekhov pulling a rabbit. Each out of person kind of like came Each up person with said, them. Well, we could do this. Oh, but what about this? Okay, oh, well, we could do that. Oh, but they've got that. Oh, I, I, I like that. Like, it just is sort of a, a mechanic of the ensemble, and uh, I, I thought that that was a good idea. I, I uh, don't know. For the film. I don't know that if I do. I like. I want to see. I really do want to see people. Um, good God! I mean, don't get me wrong. They should all be arrested, but still. <laughs> um, but come on! But come on! Um, but like my, um, there, there's a few things they do that, and, and it, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure I'm sexist, I'm everything, but like, yes. we're supposed to believe, like, you know, like they get into these fist fights with these guys, and you know, the reason that like, uh, that uh, Spock, you know, can do it is theoretically because yeah, he's Vulcan, Vulcan, he's Vulcan, be, and they're naturally stronger, they're naturally stronger, they're you know all this sort of stuff, but then like you know you see Uhura. Doing, if if not more, you know, physical oh, yeah. damage. Well, she, she takes out the two guys on the catwalk right after we establish that this crawl guy is so strong that he can just like lift Kirk over his head and throw him. Exactly, you know. And and don't get me wrong, like it's not. This isn't even a thing of like, man. What? But it's just like that. Just she's a a a small petite woman. Like there's just to to say that that you know is, is going to be as strong as these beefy. Alien, you know, right? Yeah. I just I feel like that's just a. They should have uh, just given her a phaser and been done with it. Well, or yeah, or make her do it like intelligently, like you know, yeah. she steps on one of her foot, hits an airlock, and z- zaps one of them out because airlocks apparently don't pull anything any Starfleet people out. No, no, they, no. I mean, no like, airlocks, unless they're right in the middle of that one scene where they cut the ship in half. That right. Other than that, though. Um. But yeah. Well, and the th- I was thinking about a similar thing. I mean, like during that scene, I I was kind of thinking like. It's like maybe they should have given her a phaser because that I mean that seemed like off like she just took out two by hand to hand combat yeah and Kirk is like gonna die from just one of these people, yeah yeah know? and I, you know it's it, but, like I said it's not even it's just a it just doesn't add up like, no it, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't it doesn't it's work inconsistent with, but it, it makes you kind of question like well, wait a minute but is are so are these guys different or this whatever you know right making you ask other questions have nothing to do with what's important to the story the other thing about it is though that like it's it's inconsistent you know because like at the end of the film when when Kirk and uh, and you know, crawl slash Edison mm-hmm. um, are are duking it out in you know, like in the the airlock, the, the, the space air conditioning system. Um, Kirk is like going toe to toe with him and like landing some blows, and it's like okay, so he's not as strong now. And I yeah. guess you could kind of explain it in that you know his physiology has returned to something more human. So you know, maybe he doesn't have the innate strength he does. I guess, I guess maybe you could you, you, you could kind of justify you could, that. You could way. twist yourself into to any yeah. of it making sense, but the, the they didn't is, do a good job of like of of lead, like. There's a lot of little things within the film that like you just kind of like. 
Well, yeah, this is like they kind of teach you. I mean, movies are always teaching you the rules. Yeah, you know? movies are always kind Supposed of teaching you if they're yeah. doing it well. Yeah, movies are always kind of teaching you like the rules of of the world or the characters. Um, what works, what doesn't yeah, work, as what, you go you know, along. And yeah. so, like when they're sort of establishing, you know, the rules of these bad guys, and then they kind of do something that seem that seemingly violates it. It just kind of throws you for a second. Yeah, like, well, well it, it takes you out of the film. Yeah, is the thing. Getting gas, take two. Well, you'll be happy to know that this gas station has the slowest gas pumps ever. <laughs> so we'll only be here about 20 minutes. Um, yeah, but this is gas from, from around NASCAR country, so oh, it's it better. Is. It's, it's better. NASCAR gas. Oh, wait a minute. No, this isn't. Wait a minute. What are we doing? This isn't... Uh, what was magic? What was the best gas? Remember we just joke about back in time. Oh yeah, uh, Conoco. Conoco. I think it was a coastal. <laughs> I can't remember the damn name. <laughs> that Eric Cardi kept putting in his car. Our, our buddy Eric Cardi, like he was, he'd swear by this one gas. He just Conoco like, gas. And I, I don't know. Where, is, is Conoco still around? Shell, I don't know if they are or not. I, was, I or was their gas too good? Like it was. Too people good. got tired of their gas winning. It was so. <laughs> they did. Shelly got tired of their gas eating her fuel pump. Ah. Her nice. car. She she used that she used that gas for maybe a month, and then her car developed this really weird problem. We took it into the shop. They said, "Yeah, your fuel pump's just been like completely destroyed," and we're like, "Well, what could cause that?" And they said, "Well, it could be this, it could be this." They said, "You're not using some sort of like cheap gasoline, are you?" <laughs> we're like, "No, no." We told Eric, uh, we're like, you better stop using that Conoco gas. Uh, <laughs> it is funny though. You get, and, and I'm not, I'm not giving him a hard time. Really, it's just, it was funny because we used to joke about it. I. But you know you do you get those things you're like I don't know I liked it I I I, I tried it once and it's, for whatever I mean, reason it really smells I good. Felt like it <laughs> it's very it's got a very gassy smell um, it smells nice and petroleumish <laughs> petroleum -y. all right so I have to say that the the use of sabotage. Just to go back to that for a second. Sure. The use of sabotage is cheeky in all kinds of ways. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, the fact... Yeah, okay, yes. You know, like, fucking public enemy. Chuck D. All right? Chuck D and Flav of Flav are in a Star Trek film, you know? That and is we, actually kind of awesome. And that's kind of fucking cool. That I mean, we, cool. we live in a world where Chuck D and Flav of Flav are in a Star Trek movie. And I'm down for that, you know? I really am. But I have to say, and of course, Sabotage was featured so prominently yeah, in, the first, yeah. in the first movie. Or the, yeah. we, we talked about it at the time and said, you know, there is kind of a cool quality to that. It, it helps kind of connect our world to the, you know, the world of Star Trek. Because it, it is our world. It's it just, is. It you is. know, it's only separated by time and, and of course, fiction. But anyway. Um, but, uh, and lasers. And, and lasers. But the, the use of Sabotage here... The use of the song Sabotage to literally commit sabotage on these... I did, I actually... Guys. There was a quality to it. I was just like, I don't know, like, I'm down for this. Like, I'm really... I, I think it's kind of cool, but there's this part of me that keeps kind of holding back and, and, like, whispering in my ear, this is really stupid, though. It, it was It was so... I just can't quite get into it. it that was the thing, like, because they, they, they kind of played it maybe a little too long. The, the the scene yeah they they did like I said the whole when they cut that that low shot where they come up and kind of go over yeah. uh, 
uh, and uh, Yelchin's uh, yeah, foot, he's, you know, he's foot. like tapping his and he foot. goes to like, check off, and he's like, you know, and he, or he goes like, rock your body. And, and like, it kind of got to a point where I was like, <laughs> I don't know about all this. It, there, there were parts of it that made me cringe a little bit. Yeah, yeah. There, Just a little bit. There actually were quite a few moments. I'm trying to remember the other one. There was one that really... It made me made me cringe as well, and, and I'm trying to think, but it was another one of those just like, ah, really? Come on, you know, just just kind of moments. It, it I will admit, maybe it's because to some degree I don't hold, I don't hold these these films maybe to the same standard I would of like the old Star Trek films. Like I, I I just I, I I do have maybe more reverence for those, and even though. I really enjoyed the first one. I I quite liked the second one, although I did kind of feel like they were, they they. The second one didn't hit as good a note as I thought it was going to. Yeah. Leading up to it, I really thought uh, that it was going to. Uh, Time to put that gas to use. <laughs> oh, we got your gas. Let's accelerate. Um, I, I really thought I was going to just love the second one, and and kind of. It, it missed. It, it missed for me just a, a little. I liked it at the hair. time. I liked it at the time. Going but, back, but though, going back and watching it again, I was like, ah, I don't know. There's now, now this one had the sort of the the fun element that I thought was kind of missing from the second one. Yeah. It, there wasn't enough of that. There was some. You know, it's not like it wasn't, but like, yeah. I did really like the first one because of that I thought it, it sort of played tongue in cheek with you know, kept you in the Star Star Trek universe, but also. Um, you know, had some fun with it. And did, this yeah. one did that too, and I, I, it felt a little more like the first one to some degree for me, like that. Right. There, there was. Um, well, the other oh, thing. Yeah. The other thing, real quickly, I just wanted to say is that I could remember you and I talking about. I think especially after the second one, where they kind of teased the idea of a five-year mission. Yeah. And we said, if the next movie is like, like it feels like an episode of the television show. Yeah. Just with a really huge budget. That would be fucking awesome. And, and to their credit, that is, this really does feel this, that way. This does have that, that vibe. I, I do. I, I leaned over at one point in the movie and I said to you, I fucking love this music. Yeah. It's like all yes. trumpets and, and it really feels yeah. like the, the, if, the, the if, composition and style of the original of the show, series yeah. music. And I loved it. I was just I like, this too. is great. Why haven't, like, why have they why done they this never more? think to do this before? And I do. I agree with you. Yeah. I thought it worked really well. I... I, um, I there was some some elements though I felt like like for instance the the intro sequence I liked but felt like it was a little too George Lucas still doing Star Wars movies ish like right. it was just a little too goofy CG charactery for for its own good yeah, like it, it, yeah. it thank God it didn't go on too much longer I really was a like when it, when it started I thought I was like oh this is kind of funny and then it like when they all jump on them and they're on top of them like a bunch of you know man-eating pigs. I was saying man-eating triples or something like that. <laughs> like, that, you know, and then... But it, but it, it ended pretty quickly, so I was like, alright, cool, whatever. Um, but, like, the, the villain, I never really felt... Like, one, I never really felt like they did a good job of you really caring at all about his, his plight. Like, yeah. you know, like, the one thing that's good about a good villain is... You sort of can understand where where he's starting from, at least. Like you know, hopefully, maybe yeah. you don't. It, it, hopefully, or at least you kind of understand why he might be doing it. Like you know, you may not agree with it, but you sort of you at least have a, a working knowledge of why he's doing it. Yeah. We never. I mean, like you you get at the very end, you start to get it a little bit, but it basically was Khan. 
He was left on a fucking he planet was and was and, 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 and marooned and never never saved by the the group of people Starfleet that said that they were going to. It was basically yeah. the fucking story, the, the, at least the the background story of Khan. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but we've 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 done Khan. Like you know, like I, I kind of feel like they should have come up with something a little more. And also, I never really. I never thought they did good. Like, you know, there should have been a much better reveal. Now, granted, the reveal happened in a damn TV commercial, you know, like a month a month before the movie came out. But they never did a good job of, like, the whole reveal of, like, this isn't an alien race. This is the people from one of our ships, you know? Like, yeah. like that should have been a pretty... Oh, oh, crap. Well, really? I, I kind of had that. I mean, because, oh, like, did I... You? I, I, I you know, like I gave fuck all about this movie. I oh, stopped, okay. I yeah. stopped watching trailers and TV spots a long time ago, so I really hadn't like it did not click for me until she turned like you know they're on the Franklin or whatever. She turns yeah. around, she goes back to the thing, and she's looking at the at the feed, and it suddenly dawned on me as like, oh my god, like that is like this is the crew. Yeah, which yeah. is not quite true, I guess. Cause yeah, what, I get, they said like only three people survived. Three people survived, and and, yeah. and well, okay, you know, so a couple of things. But I mean, that's, like that's like honestly. It would have been. I just realized something. Okay, go ahead. So what? What happened to the guy that killed her father? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. He's still just on the fucking planet. Yeah, I guess he's he just is. still sitting there. So he'll probably be the villain in the next one. Like Obviously. you marooned me here, <laughs> crawl. Yeah. Uh, you killed Crawl? I, you robbed me of my revenge! I should kill you instead! <laughs> I mean, really. Yeah. Like, I really kind of expected, like, there to be this moment. You know, because I remember the scene... <laughs> I, I do... I remember the scene of him, like, you know, teleporting her off, and you could kind of feel like, okay, that's about what's going to happen. Right. But I thought something would happen, like, she would jump for him, and then the, the Manix, or whatever, whatever that... I can't remember Manus. the guy. Manus would... Um, would like jump after her, but he wouldn't catch, so he wouldn't get yeah. teleported, and he'd and fall he on a snake squat. or something, you know, whatever, or yeah, get they, crushed they sh- by the saucer right. of another ship, you know, that, <laughs> that fell just fell out of the because sky because they were killing people with with saucers all, all it, over the place. Like, like the like this universe's next generation cast yeah. crashes to Earth in the saucer, yeah. from generations. Yes, did you know? I like it. It was one of those weird things where I'm like, okay, are they just? Are they just saying like let's do cool things from other stuff because that's a callback to that? But it's, I'm like, is it really a callback? Like, you're just you're just doing in your world something that also happened in another world. Not like like in the first one, it kind of made sense because there were these like diverging paths. Yeah. But now theoretically, you're on a pretty different path. Yeah. And it shouldn't really. You're in a you're in a path where Spock and McCoy like you know laugh and joke with each other. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to like. I want to like the cast so much more than I think I do. Like I don't yeah. hate them by any means. Like don't 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 misunderstand me. Right. But like I loved the the, the banter, you know, between McCoy and Spock and, and Kirk. Like that right. that was that is if if I'm honest, if you took that out of Star Trek, I really I would appreciate some other aspects of it. There's a lot of stuff to like about it, but that is the thing that that is the. The, that's the thing that makes me like it as much as I do. Yeah, that's Trinity. And they don't really ever do it that well in these movies. They 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 break them off into subsets sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's Kirk and Spock, or it's McCoy and Spock, or yeah. Kirk and McCoy. And and there's something about like you know Chris I don't even Pine, know if the three like, of them are even on screen until the very like almost the last shot of the film. Yeah, it, it really is. It's it's very it's just kind of odd. Like you know, it just it's it. It seems to me like, 
like at first I just thought it was con- you know just inconsequential like you know oh that's weird they just I guess nobody really thought about that but yet yeah, they're not bumping into much but then I almost wonder if it's like some like the way the shooting schedule was like they just didn't have you know didn't have them all together one time it's almost like it was intentionally yeah. keeping them sort of it does feel apart. intentional and um, I, I can't think of a reason like story wise they would do it yeah I mean yeah. The, the thing about it is like even if they said like look this is a different universe so in this universe it's like. Kirk, McCoy, and Sulu. Yeah, who formed the you know who formed that Trinity? I mean, even if they did something kind of different like that, like they said, yeah, like they just made a new a, a new grouping and yeah. pairing or whatever. You that, know? that would be kind of interesting, but and, and and that is the one thing too that I as opposed to just sort of feeling like you can't tell if it's an accident or not. Exactly, you know? exactly. Like I do like that. You know, we get you know, it's like we get those little. Okay, here I'm, I'm trying to think how to word this. So in the movies, in the early movies, you'd have Kirk, Spock, McCoy are, are the main people, yeah. and everyone else has their moments. Yeah. They have their little bits here and there. Yeah. But in all honesty, they're 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 the B players. They, exactly. They're they're outside of the the center. And in this one, it's like they always try to keep everybody a little closer. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that's necessarily better. Like, because I think a lot of the stuff, like, I mean, really a lot of the shots we get of, say, Sulu in this one are still, frankly, just frivolous stuff. Like, you know, you've got the con. Okay, yeah, Captain, I've got, all right, let's see, you know, let's take, but it's not like they're not doing much with it. Like, you know, the only thing, the only time he had some, like, kind of somewhat interesting lines was like, you know, can you get us out of here? Who, who, what does he say? Like, or, can you fly this thing? Are you kidding, Are you kidding, sir? Yeah. Like, but I mean, there's not much more than that, yeah. you know. And then you get like um, Chekhov actually had a, a little bit of time in this one, but again, yeah. only really served. It was wasn't even used that much for like comic relief or like a, a not like a, he is in the first. Not like he is in the first one, or or even as like a straight man to their gags. He's just I, I sort of there to carry the story along, and yeah. I I feel like that's a little bit of a waste. Like I feel like that almost they haven't been able to balance the cast. I think as well as they like. Not in either of these two films have they been able to balance the cast like they as did well the as first they did one. in the first one. I agree. Like, you know, Uhura, like, her character is just strong woman character. That's And that's it. Like, yeah. there's there's really nothing. Like, you know, even in the second one, I'll admit, she even had a little bit where she kind of that love triangle. Or not love triangle, but that, like, the triangle between, you know, her and Spock and, and Kirk, you know, where they're fighting and communicating in the ship, you know, flying down. Yeah, like, yeah. that was at least a little bit more. She really had nothing in this except watching you know being being thankful that she was a little quicker than the other girl and walked out of the room first you know like <laughs> yeah. that was the you know the the, the extent of her um, job in that and then um, you know I almost and granted he wrote it so like you know but but like Scotty's role feels like honestly I almost wish they would have done something with Scotty and Spock and Kirk, or Scotty and McCoy and Kirk, or something like that. Like, because yeah. they they have him in so much of the film, but he feels almost all the time like he's by himself. Like he's right. always off doing something. And granted, that is kind of the way the show was. So you know, some yeah, people Scotty's go, well, kind of what it is. But it didn't. It doesn't feel the same way. It feels like he's off on his own tangent, not not so much connected with what everything else is going on or something. I, I can't quite put my finger on it. There's. I just. I almost wish. They would let them be ancillary characters, you know, like off to the side, but give them more interesting things. Like even if even if what they're doing doesn't maybe move the story yeah. that much further, if it's if it's like a character moment, 
that would that would well play better for me. I draw your eye to Captain America: Civil War. Okay, who has a lot more characters to juggle with. This I like movie. that movie, by the way. I did too. And one of the things that you can say about that film is that film understands quality over quantity. Yeah. Yeah, this character doesn't have that much screen time. This character doesn't have that much dialogue. But what we have them doing in the film matters. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's you know that that's a lesson that uh, that, and, that a lot of other movies could learn. And I think you could. You know, some people would argue like, oh, well, you know, these rules did did matter. You know, this character did this or this character did this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, they were made to matter, but not really. Like, it, it wasn't something like. Here was something that only they could do. Here was yeah. something that only they were the one to make a fit, and yada yada yada. I, I don't know. Just it, um, it, it doesn't it doesn't gel as well for me. Like I enjoyed watching this. I really did. Like this, you know, yeah. coming out of this, I, I had fun. I have a fear though that it'll feel a little bit like the last one to me after like the third or fourth viewing. Yeah, I'll, like, I'll, it'll, I'll be kind of be like, eh, well. yeah, how, how well it holds up over time, but. I have to say, coming out of it, I, I and it, maybe it was just because you and I were so turned off by the trailers. Yeah, yeah. And, and just, you know, like, went into it and said, like, oh, God, this is going to be terrible. And then came out of it going, like, actually, no, that was really fun. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I think that it is. I think that all of these current, uh, you know, like these reboot Star Trek movies, they all, I, I, th- I think there's a valid criticism for all of them, which is they are not all that smart. Yeah, you know they're they're very they're very thin on yeah. substance, whereas the others were, you know, tend to be more layered, um, which is which is a, a little disappointing. But yeah, but if you take them for what they know, are, that's fine. I, I mean, you know, it's, in that respect, this film is no different than the other two. Yeah, um, but I think that uh, I, I think that overall, it is a very fun movie. There, there are definitely callbacks and things, you know, like we talked about, like the music. Uh, to the original series that I, I really legitimately loved. I, I, I really did enjoy that aspect of it. And I, I like the fact that they are kind of, you know, on the five-year mission. I I, I wish that, uh, like, 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 honestly, like, there's a part of me that wishes that, like, that were sort of the template for these newer Star Trek films. Like, I, I wish that they did sort of take on the ideas, like, look, we're not making a new Star Trek series, uh, or uh, as, as in a television series, even though they are actually making a new Star Trek television series. But I would love the idea that these films are just kind of like those episodes of the show. Like, every time you go to one of these movies, it's a new yeah. adventure, you know, and I think from the five-year mission. Like, there's a part of me that would love these movies if they just kind of embraced that as a, uh, I, I totally as a structure. Agree. I totally agree. And I think I would like to see them with the next one, because they have already green lit the the fourth one which I mean you know I mean the the series is is popular enough but I do think the next one it would be great if we start off like one thing I do kind of like um, is like I don't know I kind of like the idea of the old show where they're just out on their own and they come across something and it's like this slower build of like well what is it what's it doing it's preventing us from doing something it's doing something to our ship it's talking to us it's whatever and we're you know and like I I almost feel like these new ones because they're so like we gotta be you know MTV ended up you know it's gotta be fast and you know quick cuts we can't be you know like I almost hope they get a director in there that maybe takes the cast takes the visual look and everything but maybe slows the pace down a little bit, and and does that more of like you know, a little bit more thoughtful. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and a little Star bit, Trek. a little bit more of a mystery, and and maybe make it like you say a little bit smarter, a little bit, um, a little even more so like an episode, because I just I feel like that would, 
I feel like that would play better. I just feel like it would it would be uh, fun to watch, especially after these these others. You know, we've we've kind of had these for a while. Change the tone a little bit, and then that way on the next one you can ramp it up again, or you yeah. can you know whatever whatever you want to do. Well, you know, and the thing about it is, is like I I feel like um, I guess that I guess that I mean there's a part of me that wishes. When watching this film, there was a part, and part of it is just that I love Idris Elba. Yeah, and it, like, it, like he's great. Like it's awesome they got him to be, you know, bad guy in a Star Trek movie. But as we were getting towards the end, I mean, certainly they are asking us to have a little bit of sympathy for his character and, like, you know, what what they went through. Yeah, this experience of being marooned beyond any hope of of, of help. Yeah, and um, and the thing that I was I don't know, just kind of imagining in my head was something, you know, some scenario where, like, um, you know, because Uhura spends quite a bit of time with him yeah. in the course of the movie. And I was I was thinking that it would be interesting if, like, they had said something about, uh, I don't know, like, made, like when they said, oh, yeah, they pulled him out of the, you know, whatever, you know, and they gave him the captain's chair, and they, but they made some reference to like his family or and, something and like she, that. And she and Okura, when they get back to the base, like she's going through the personnel files, and she actually finds that this guy has an ancestor, like a descendant of his. Yeah, one of his ancestors, uh, you know, like is on this station. Yeah, and like in, in classic Trek sense, they are able to bring him back from the brink. Yeah, and 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 get him to you know rather than it's like we have to kill him before he kills us. You know, but like the Star Trek way I, would be, we have to, you know, we have to re- resolve this. I'm not, it's not good enough to just win. Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I thought honestly that was what they were gonna do, and you know who I thought it was gonna be huh. Uhura. I oh, really, yeah, I really that, thought there was a reason. There was yeah. a, there was like they were, they were putting them together so closely. I kept thinking there was a reason gonna be for it. Like, right, yeah. like in the end, he would say like, "They maroon me," and it's like, you know, what do you mean? You know, well. It's on the Franklin, and she's like the Franklin, my like my great 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 grandfather was, or, or you know, yeah. some, you know, and I mean maybe that'd been a little contrived, who knows? But yeah. I, to me, it would have at least had a little something to it. Like I would have really on when they went down that path of like like, and, and granted, it was so late in the movie, I knew they weren't going to, so it was kind of disappointing. But when they kind of went down of like, look up his record, and they just that that little blurb of like. Yeah, he fought in these wars, these wars, these wars, and then they stuck him in a cabin chair. I wanted to hear a little more. Like, I wanted to hear, like, yeah, he was in, in this war, and, you know, that was the one where, you know, a million, you know, people were, were destroyed by this. What Something that kind of made him, like, maybe, maybe he had to do things that were, you know, like, they put someone in the captain. Basically, we're kind of, I think, to believe they put someone in the captain's chair that... It's not the person we would put now, you yeah. know. Like there, we put a warrior, not a you know. We put a soldier, not, not a, a, a leader, you know, or something yeah. along those lines. And I wanted them to, to maybe address that a little more. Like you know, well, why is that a bad thing? Well, it's because you know, uh, all they know is the mission, and like on the last mission they ran before the ship, he killed you know, this. he blew up this planet and killed yeah. all the people on it or something. You know, you're like, oh. Okay. That, so, I mean, that, that's certainly something. that's certainly the subtext of what's going on. It just was a little mishandled. I mean, yeah. certainly that is. Well, you're you're just left to infer it. Yeah, you know, not, exactly. There's, they're, there's they're kind of talking there. around it as opposed to directly. But yeah. Anyway, um, but the, I guess that what I'm saying is that the film comes close 
to doing something kind of profound and interesting and familiar to sort of classic Trek. Yeah. Uh, it, it comes close to doing that, but it doesn't, it never quite spans the gap. Yeah. Um, or, or at least if it does, it does so very shoddily. Yeah. But um, in a lot of ways, I think that this movie is, it's the sort of, in, in some ways it is exactly the movie that we asked for. It is, you know, basically an episode of the television show with, you know, you know the amplification turned up to 11 on everything. Yeah, yeah, and and I, I do like it for I, I do like it for a lot of reasons. I like the I like the the development of Spock as a character and the fact that that Quinto Spock is markedly different from Nimoy's. Yeah, I really like the I really like the moment with him and Bones, uh, you know, where they're kind of hiding out in the wilderness before they hook up with the, the others, and um, and I, I can't remember like what the what the you know or, you know Bones says something about. Uh, you know, uh, it's like I throw a party. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and he starts laughing, and he, and he legitimately and, laughs. But, but he laughs kind of normally, and he's like, "Oh my god, you're delirious!" You <laughs> yeah, know, like, exactly. like like a, a a just a genuine laugh from from him. You yeah. know, is, is like, "Oh my god!" You know, I really like that. Moment. I did too. I, I did mean, too. like in terms of like Spock McCoy moments, which you know, like among my favorite would you know would be uh, the, the stuff with uh, with Hamlet in Star Trek Four. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have to die to discuss. That is funny. They talked to him about death. quoting Hamlet again, and yeah, you know, that's kind of interesting. But um, I really, really dug that moment. I, I mean, there's some really legit things in this that I like, uh, as far as like the characters go. Yeah, and um, and I I did not feel that. I cannot think of any moments from the last film that I feel that way about. I, I would totally agree. The last film, just in general, to me, to be honest, was just a little too grim. Like it starts yeah. off. Very grim. Like I mean, it starts off with really? guys, die, you know, dying daughter, and then you know he has to become a you know a terrorist just to you know get the fix for. I was like, I mean, it's it's dark. And then yeah. you know the fucking you know they they, they kill you know uh, uh, what's his name the captain the other captain uh, Pike Pike and uh, all you know all this stuff. And it's just it never quite gets back from that. Like I mean, you have a few comedic moments in it, but it's just it it stays at that tone for. For the whole film, and I like even with you know I don't know like it just it felt like it the 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 it needed some more elements to kind of bring it out. This one definitely wasn't like that. I mean, it, it definitely was much more like the first film. Kind of had a more balance, you know. Um, it really did remind me a little bit of how I felt about Suicide Squad. Okay, and which wh- is in what way? Which was that I like the characters. Yeah, I. I like a lot of what they were trying to do. I just I felt like the story and the villain yeah, kind yeah. of let them I down. Get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, the, the story and the villain in both films to me is what was the weakest element of it. Whereas the characters and and uh, the the situation, you know, like what they were doing, I, I enjoyed and, and kind of liked. But um, both of them, I just think like the 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 villain itself was just a little too. Uh, one-sided or something, you know, just, yeah. just a little too uh, flat. And so, you know, it, it, it just was less um, interesting to see what was going on. And then just the storytelling around it was kind of weak as well, weak, weaker. Yeah. Um, and so there, there, then all you're left with is like, well, I really do like these characters and I like, you know, some of what they're doing. So, you know, eh, it was still pretty fun. You know, that that sort of thing. Uh, do, do you kind of, does that... 
bring yeah, I, I, th- I think actually that's that's a great a great description. I continue to like these characters. Nope, oh, school zone. Hold on. I continue to like these characters. Um, Trump, 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 Trump. Trump I, w- Trump, I wonder Trump, if that's Trump. I wonder if that's Trump's campaign headquarters. But uh, but it is in a strip mall, so it all makes sense now. Entirely possible. Uh, I, I think that's actually a really good way of, of summing it up. Like the characters, not so much the story. Yeah. Again, like I, I really, I, I did enjoy this quite a bit more than I was than I thought I would. Like I, I go going in, man, and, and I'll be honest, I don't think the trailers did this movie any favors. And then you know, I agree. pretty much everyone I spoke to kind of said the same thing. They're like, you know, yeah, you know, I thought it was gonna be okay, but then we went and saw it and you know really liked it. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. all right, well, and um, I, I, I will admit though, I had way too many people, way too many people being like, you know, oh man, no, totally explain the bikes. And then, uh, and they totally, uh, what was that thing? Uh, to- totally, you know, explain the uses of, of the music and stuff like that. I'm like, ah, they, they really didn't. They, they, they really didn't. They gave you a reason for it being there. I don't know that they like sold me on it per se. Right. But, um, you know, anyway. you know how there's that saying: "There's no stupid questions." <laughs> there's a threshold to that. There is a threshold to that. Yeah, it's, it's, this movie's a little bit like that. <laughs> I uh, I did like I wondered I was I, I don't know I guess and maybe I I don't know I don't know what I was expecting but I wished we had had just a little more of Chekhov because I just this being it is sad this this it being his sad. last it, time it, it's well, tragic I think it was his last film right but maybe not. I, I don't I don't know it, it, it might be I don't know if he if he if he'd shot anything, anything else. But e- either way, it's his last Star Trek, which is, I think, definitely the thing he's most well-known for now. Yeah. Um, I wanted... I, I like that little line at the end. What was it uh, when he's walking uh, there at the party? What does he say? He says, did uh, you know that oh, Scotch was yes. invented by an old Russian woman? Yeah. I just... I love that. I thought that was cool. Yeah. And I, I just... I kind of... I wanted just, like, maybe a, a hair more of that. But, uh, you know, it is... But we're not going to get it, We're not going to get it. But uh, it was nice to have that little tribute to to Spock and Chekhov there at the end. Yes, indeed. Um, have you watched that trailer for that uh, I Am... Not no, I Am Spock. What is it? Uh, the one that the, uh, the one that his son made? Yeah, what's it called? For the Love of Spock. For the Love of Spock. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, think that's going to be pretty cool. I, I agree. It looks very, very interesting. But um, I think that... Uh, I'm really kind of curious to see how I feel about this film in six months. Yeah. See if I feel the same way I do as uh, as Into Darkness. Yeah. But uh, I have to say, I think I like this one more than Into Darkness, or at least I do right now. I which, think which this feels will be an so easier wrong watch. to say because <laughs> I, like that's a, it's it's such a mix of like yeah it's such a mix of sort of like tips of the hat and nods in ways that I think are really cool. Yeah. Uh, like the music, you know, like, well, there's so many aspects and, of it that I really do think are are. A cool little nod. And in fairness, you know, when we came out of Into Darkness, I I think we, at the time, thought a lot of what they did was good, too. We were like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I like how they... It's different, but it's similar. Like, yeah. yeah, we are in a different reality, but a lot of the same things have kind of come about. And But as time uh, wore yeah, on, it was kind of like... Yeah. It started to feel just sort of unoriginal. Exactly. Like, that, that's the thing. Like, it's in the moment, I think yeah. it... it you to, to some degree, I think it's you give them the benefit of the doubt based on, man, I really like Star Trek, yeah. and so I, I give a lot of these things a little more leniency than 
than I might have. And then after time, it's kind of wore on. You're like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. I do feel like this one might be, when I say like an easier watch, like to just sit down and watch a film, yeah. I think this would be more fun than yeah, Ninja Darkness. It's more casual, more lighthearted. Yeah. Because like I can sit down and watch the first Oh, yeah, that's going to... That's a big trailer. Um, Jesus. The, um, like I, I can sit down and watch the first remake of the Star Trek just about any time. Like it, it still yeah. holds up pretty well. And and for for a starting film, that's not always the case for me because like there's so much they have to kind of start telling you that you're like, oh, I know this, I know this, but I guess you have to do it for a new audience. Yada yada yada. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but it still holds up really well. Into Darkness, you know, I've watched a few times, you know, since uh, since it came out on, on home video, but or you know whatever. But it's it's not one that I necessarily like go to, you know. Um, this one I could probably see myself being a little more likely to go to it uh, than, than, right. than the second one. Something else I did notice, just real as, as a quick aside before I forget it, because I almost forgot it. Have you seen the ship design for the ship that's going to be in... Um, yeah, I did, yeah. It, it feels like it almost has like an an inkling of the design of that of the Franklin. Like it's got that kind of cut out loop in the back, you know, oh, yeah. and it has the, the V... You know, kind of coming up to the the whole thing, sort of like how that did. I wonder if they're going to do some sort of tie-in. I mean, I, I wonder if it could have even been just sort of a a nod to like like maybe maybe the makers of um, uh, Discovery was it Discovery, right? Uh, it's called? Yeah. Um, maybe they saw the film and said, you know, hey, you know, let's we like the sign of that. Why don't we you know use something yeah. similar to that? Well, that that'd be neat. I mean, it'd be cool if they uh, they they try to tie some of these things together. But... Yeah. Have they actually said... Uh, well, and here's the other question I have for that. Um, ha, I was wondering if they had established if if Discovery takes place in the Prime Universe or the Abrams Universe. Um, from what I understand, it's 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 kind of before the split, isn't it? Cause it's, oh, yeah, I guess it would be. Because so, it's like before... Yeah. Um, it's, it's before the events of the first... It's before Enterprise, isn't it? Or is it between, it's between Enterprise and, and, and TOS, like, right, yeah. I, I think. It's some. It's I, in I, I that think early you're right. yeah, time. I think you're, so you're yeah. right. It's post Enterprise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah. So I, I think. Um, and I, I don't know. I'm. I'm really. I will say, like you know, they had that reveal of the ship, and up until then, I was just. I was really excited about. You know, I. I, I was so unexcited when they announced Enterprise. Yeah. And I, I wish I, I could tell you why. I just. I think it was because I was not. I love Next Gen. Uh-huh. I. At the time, thought I would speak as if I loved Deep Space Nine, and I do think that a lot of the stories were genuinely great. Yeah, they told some great stories. But as I go back, like I would be hard pressed to go back and watch an episode of of Deep Space Nine now. Like, whereas there are episodes of Next Gen that's just like any time, day or night, any time, day or night, and and original series the same way. But but Deep Space would be a struggle for me. I never got into Voyager. I even tried watching it after having watched Enterprise because yeah. I thought, you know, I didn't really give it a fair shot. Let me try again. I, I, I've tried a couple of times getting into Voyager. Yeah, I, I just, it's, I struggle with it. So I think it was like that. I just, I guess I was just, you know, I I love the ones I love, you know. That's it. There's, there's movies coming down the line. Maybe those will work out. But I didn't give Enterprise a chance until someone at work um, really knew I was a big uh, next-gen and original series um fan and said you really need to check it out and I harped I, on you pretty hard too and I remember finally breaking down and watching it and just 
loved it. That was me. I mean, like I, I, I started watching Enterprise when it aired originally on television. Yeah, yeah. And just stopped after about three episodes. Yeah. It, and I went back to it later. I can't remember. Maybe it was Netflix or something like that. Yeah, that was. Remember, yeah. I went back and watched it years later, and the first half of the first season is pretty rough, but. It got so by good. the by the end of the first season, it is it's awesome. Awesome, like it's it's so good. I remember watching it. And I did the same thing, and I, and I was like, I it really the first half of the first season, it was kind of one of those I just had it on. Yeah, I just had it on in the background, you know, <laughs> maybe maybe playing Vita or something like that, right. and, you know, just you know having it in the in the background. And then you know, I kind of noticed you know a few things here there. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I like, I like this character. It's kind of funny. Right. You know, and it just you start these little things, and then then by the end of the first season, I was hooked. Like I yeah. couldn't. I, I think I got through the whole series in like maybe two weeks. Yeah. Like it didn't take me any time because I just watched them, watched them, watched them, watched them, watched them. And uh, anyway, it, it was uh, it's so enjoyable. And so I, I was kind of reinvigorated when I heard about this new series. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I am ready for a new Star Trek series again. Right. And I don't know. this. Uh, I, it's, when I first saw have you seen the ship? Yeah. You looked, yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Like, the CG looks really bad. <laughs> like, it looks not good at right. all. And, like, I, I know that's it's such an early thing, to, but, it, like, it just looks... Well, Battlestar Galactica spoiled us. I mean, I even don't even think it looked as good as... Is is a uh, Enterprise, which is like you know, which is what, ten years old now at this yeah. point, um, or yeah, some Maybe well, pretty old. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember when it was on. For some reason, I was thinking. Yeah, anyway, I can't. I think it, it might be older than ten years. But it was. It just. just it, I, I just. I don't know. I want to see. I want to see the tone of the film. You know, there. They a lot has been made the that they're of the series that they're. They're talking about like you know it's there's going to be a captain on the ship. But really, it's going to center around the lieutenant captain. So it's you know, it'd be kind of like saying like there will be a Jean Luc Picard on the bridge, but you don't really interact with him as much as you interact with Riker or something. You know, okay. and I actually kind of think that might be sort of interesting. Like yeah. the conversations that someone will have with the the second in command that they wouldn't maybe have with the captain, or right. you know, in in that newer world, like the one thing I always did think was so cool is you know. It is sort of a, it's a meme, you know, that like in the first one, the captain, the single most like important person, single most important role <laughs> goes down into the dangerous situation every time. Every time. And, you know, they, they talk about it in the, in, in Next Generation where there are a couple of times where specifically Picard even says like, you know, I realize this, but, but I'm going down or, you know. Um, I, Riker, you know, Riker, I strongly disagree with yeah. this course of action, sir. Yeah, I strenuously advise you to not go down. But they make it a they make it a point, and then I think in this one that might be kind of a thing where it's like you know there is the I mean I'm sure you'll see the character I'm, I'm assuming you will, but like there's kind of like that that command coming from on high. But you're no, it the would one be cool if it was it, like you know? Charlie's Angels though, and like you just I like, actually you never see it. I got to be honest, I think it would be awesome if you never see him, and at the end of the series they like bring it out, and it's like some one of those like. <gasps> Holy shit! You know, like I would have never it's guessed him. that person. You know, it's like it's fucking Kanye West. I never uh, guessed. You're God. I heard. Oh God, I hate this series now. <laughs> but you liked it before. I know, but they just did yeah, that. they just fucked it up. Man. Um, but uh, but anyway, I am kind of interested to see what uh, I am too. Wh- where they go next with it. So yeah. I, I, I'm I'm also interested to see where they go with the Star Trek films next. It'll be I do too. Yeah, be interesting to see what a fourth incarnation looks like and. I, I sort of hope 
I, I, I don't know. I kind of do hope to some degree that they do a little retooling. Like, I mean, like, one, I just, I know it's going to sound awful, but where Chekhov's not there, they're going to have to, I think, do something. Like, I feel like they'll have to bring in another role. Yeah, you know, I was going to say, I, th- I think they're going to bring in another Navigator character. Like, honestly, yeah. the logical thing to do here, the logical thing, if uh, if there's any justice in the universe, they'll have uh, they'll have it be Savick. Um, <laughs> that actually would be kind of awesome. Yeah. They're really See, that's the thing. Like, you, you have such a history now that we can pull from, and it makes sense, and not oh. just be like, you know, oh, we're just going to do a character just like that character, but we'll just t- call him something different. Like, no, you can actually you can have, just, like, they're, they're you know, we're going to be in that time frame where there's other people, you know, and maybe... plenty of stuff from the lore that we could draw from, yeah. and... Yeah, I, I, like Savick would be a good choice. It'd be another. It'd be another full-time female cast member they could add. Yeah, and um, and and it'd, it'd be cool. I mean, and you know, Savick's an interesting character, especially if they, especially if they play up the whole fact that she's half Vulcan, half Romulan. Yeah, you know, that, I mean, that'd be that'd be cool. Kind of be a cool, like you know, maybe like there because you know, obviously Spock in this world is is. Um, Leans a little more human, I think. You know, has yeah. some of those intuitions. What She'd if there's be an kind interesting of a, counterpoint? A, well, and, and maybe an interesting like love triangle kind of thing. You know, Very from true. a from a from a purely like you know, like what do you, I, I want to be propagating just, Vulcan babies. Just looking at her, what yeah. are you looking at? Well, I find that she has a very attractive mind. That's right. You know, or something like that. You know, like <laughs> the arches uh, of her ears are very pleasing. <laughs> or something. Yeah, I mean, but like they could. I think they could do a lot of different things with another character. But I just, I kind of hope. In a way, they do sort of change it up a little. I will say, these feel like they could they could very quickly turn pretty formulaic. Yeah. And I'd like for them to see, to, to make it a good movie, not just a good series, like a good you know. Oh, here's another one in the in the in the can for the series. Like I almost hope they do something a little uh, fresh, you know. Yeah, mi- I, mix I it agree. Up a little, I, I, know? I'm always down. I'm always down for for a surprise. Unless it's a motorcycle. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much for checking out the show. We appreciate it. We'll be back again with something else. I'm not sure what the next thing is. I think the next definite's Magnificent Seven. There's a couple of maybes between now and then. But we'll see you again if for no other reason than Chris Pratt and Denzel Washington and Magnificent Seven. Until then, the breakdown rolls on.